You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Chicago White Sox. I'm joined here at the Winter Meetings by Scott Merck. And Merck, boy, you could be busy this week. I uh, could be. You could be busy or this entire offseason. Yeah, right? You never know. Yeah. But obviously... <laughs> You know, the one thing that stands about stands out about the White Sox right now is clarity of direction, which is not necessarily something we've had in years past or, you know, even at the trade deadline, there really wasn't much clarity in terms of what direction they'd go. It seems we have that now when you hear what other teams are saying about the Sox and their conversations. Um, so as you look ahead, whether it be this week or this month or just this offseason, uh, where do things stand with this club? Well, you know, Rick Hahn, the general manager, very astute guy, another Michigan guy like myself, you know, he um, spoke last late last August about, how there was no question the team was mired in mediocrity and they couldn't keep going that. So they couldn't keep doing these stop gaps to just try and, you know, get by. And too many times we've seen, I've seen the last couple of years where the Sox either had a slow start and then gone on a little bit of run. And then in August, you're like, well, you know, if they go 22 and 16, they might get the second wild card. Now they have great pitching. So, and then it just falls apart. So they don't want to do that anymore. They want to take one. And I don't think they're going to spend big money. Which doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that to get a winning team, but I don't know if they're going to spend period. So it does look like it's going in the rebuild direction. Now the question is, who among that group? Is it going to be a full-fledged, all-out rebuild where they're going to try and amass, you know, like what the Yankees did last year? Six, you know, I said 16 or 17, probably not that many, but like 11 or 12 prospects where you can take a system that's improving but certainly not even top half yet in baseball and kind of replenish it. Or is it going to be, you know, a player or two where you kind of push forward and they go from there? And, you know, it's not necessarily going to happen all this week. None of it may happen this week because of the fact if you take a look at, like, Chris Sale, which I'm sure you're going to bring up, you know, they're going to need a high-end return on that. This is not something they're going to back down on, and they shouldn't. They have him for one more year and then two-year options, two options on him in 18 and 19. So there's absolutely no reason to take anything less than a dollar on the dollar, if not a dollar ten on the dollar for Chris Sale. So a lot of maneuvers, a lot of machinations that go with it. But that, you know, even though they haven't spoken concretely on record that this is what we're doing, it does look like a rebuild is beginning at some point. Yeah, I mean, given Sale's contract and, and how Amazing. affordable it is and, and where we're at in the free agent market, you might get a buck and a quarter on the dollar. <laughs> um, but, yeah, what, what would they be targeting? I mean, a year ago... Uh, Shelby Miller was moved from the Braves, and you know Dansby Swanson was the, the right. key to that package, one of the number one prospects in the game. You know, number coming off being picked number one overall, uh, Ender Inciardi was that. Tra- I mean, the, the the package was pretty overwhelming for Shelby Miller. Right. Now we're talking about Chris Sale. I mean, we're talking about a, a borderline Cy Young. We're talking about a guy who five years has been a starter and five times he's been an All Star. Yeah. And it's not just because the Sox haven't been good during that right. time; it's because he earned. He was a starting starting pitcher in the All Star game last year. You know, I, I think maybe. If they're looking for a package that involves four or five players, maybe you can maneuver a little bit, finesse a little bit the last one or two guys. But I think you have to have in every team you deal with that one or two guys that you say, well, it can't happen without them. So, like, just hypothetical, totally hypothetical. For Houston, it's got to be like a Lance Bregman. For Washington, it's got to be Trey Turner. You know, if the Dodgers were involved, it would be a Bellinger or, you know, Urias or something like yeah. that. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, if it's not going to happen. If the Cubs, it would be like Baez or Schwarber. And you have to stick with that. Braves would be Dan Zippy Swanson. Exactly, exactly, that. which is probably not going to happen. Right. And you can't go any less than that because you don't have to move him. It's not, not exactly a bad thing to have Chris Sale starting opening day again for you, again, if you're the White Sox. And I, I understand that the whole fan base wants clarity and wants it to happen yesterday. Sometimes it takes a little bit, though, to work out. And the Sox, you know, are in a good position. They're in a tough position because 
they don't go through with the rebuild. I'm not sure where they go from there or how they go from there. But they're certainly in a position where it's an, a mandate to get rid of anyone during this offseason. they got to get the right fits. Uh, they got three years of control of, of sale. As we mentioned, they have four of Jose Quintana. Does that change the attitude towards Quintana? Is he more valuable to them uh, or, or less likely to be moved by them just because of that extra year of control and, and where he fits in their long term? I think possibly, but I think it's also the market for him. Yeah. You know, like, I think if, say, if they are doing the rebuild, sale is the first chip. Most likely. I mean, they may, there may be someone else who's traded before sale, but sale is the first major chip if you do move him. And then from there, you see, well, you know, maybe a team or two that didn't get what they wanted in the open market or wasn't able to move another trade comes back and maybe hits you something with Quintana. It, it's kind of like the way they viewed sale in the past. I always said that they'd trade sale in the past if Rick Hahn got an offer that he had to, like, drop the phone and go get Jerry Reinsdorf and say, you're not going to believe what they're asking for, what they're giving us for Chris Sale. we got to make this move. I don't think Quintana's that high up, but I think it's pretty close to that. I think, you know, they would move him. And, again, it, de- it, de- it depends on how far into the rebuild they're going to go. Is this kind of a gradual thing? Which, you know, you could do. You can go to the trade deadline next year, next offseason too. Or is it something you want to hit right away and strike now? So I, I think, I don't think he's for certain on the team, but I would say he's a better likelihood than Sale if they go through this rebuild process. I've been thinking about the, the third base market and, uh, you know, Justin Turner heads that free agent market, uh, Luis Valbuena. It doesn't seem like a, a ton of contending teams who need help at that particular position and yet Todd Frazier would make total sense for the White Sox as a trade chip, you know, coming off a high power season, low batting average of high power, um, you know, final year of, of his deal. And now we know uh, stipulations with the CBA and, and how that affects the, uh, you know, draft pick compensation, uh, perhaps negatively. So uh, where, where do you think stand, uh, things stand with Frazier? I would think he'd be a guy who would be up there and, you know, being moved. Like, you know, because I think if the Dodgers don't bring back Justin Turner, there's a perfect fit right there. And, one thing we found out last year, which we had heard before he came there, is he's a great clubhouse guy. You know, I think he would be a good guy to keep if you're the Sox, even if you're going through a rebuild. I actually talked to him, I think we are in Florida last year, and I talked to him about this, about, you know, even though he wants to win, would he be okay going through a process with the White Sox if he were kind of the, the veteran voice? And he said he was fine with it. You know, he's kind of, he's a guy who has fun with the game, but he's kind of old, got the old school mentality, you know, about, you know, kind of bringing up rookies right and that kind of thing. So I think either way with him, even more so than Sale, you have a good situation because, yeah, you only have him for one year, but he could be a valuable influence on veterans. I'm sorry, on the rookies if they rebuild. Yeah. But he also can get you something if, you know, like you said, if there's a third-base spot that opens up. Yeah. You know, 40 home runs, 98 RBIs last year. Didn't hit very well in runs and score position. Actually hit pretty poorly in risk. But he understood it. He knew that it was something that he had to improve on. Just kind of a quality player to have on any team. So I think that influences on top of his talent that he has. Uh, speaking of how the free agent market potentially affects the trade market, uh, there were three main closers in, in this trade market, Mark Melanson, Kenley Jansen, and Araldus Chapman. Melanson's now off the board. Right. Uh, as those guys fall off the board, do you wonder if maybe David Robertson becomes more attractive to teams who fall short on, on the free agent front? What do you think of Robertson? Well, he had arthroscopic surgery on his left knee in the offseason, but it was just to clear up a meniscus problem that he'd had for a while. So it was nothing major. Again, I think he's a guy who could be looked at. You know, I think no slight to Robertson, who's, you know, done a good job amassing some saves with some White Sox, had some blips here and there, but he could be a guy that a team in contention could look at as an eighth inning guy, too. You know, like he'd served so well with the Yankees, where he could be a guy who, even if the three closers are gone, and if other teams don't have a need for a closer that maybe perceived were, this could be a guy who could come in and, you know, you'd be paying a pretty steep sum. I think it's $25 million he's owed over the final two years of his contract. But, yeah, he's another one. You know, you have Frazier and Sale and Quintana and Roberts and Melky Cabrera's in there. Even Jose Abreu yeah. and Adam Eaton are probably in that mix. Yeah. So, that, you know, it really, 
aside from Carlos Rodon and Tim Anderson, you know, and some of the draft picks last year, there aren't many guys, I think, who are off the table right now for the White Sox. It, it seems like Eaton would kind of fall in the Quintana realm of it, the, the long-term control is so affordable right. and, and makes right. so much sense that maybe it, it's less likely to happen. I, I think Eaton would probably interest some teams, like, say, a, a St. Louis Cardinal team that is going after a free agent, possibly like Dexter Fowler, and doesn't get him, and then says, well, we need this guy, so now let's see what we can give to get him. So I, I don't know if he's going to be a guy who's – I know there's been reports that he's more likely to be traded than Abreu, but I'm not sure how likely either one are to be traded at this point. So it's, it's a lot of, you know, if maybe right now. You know, when will it happen? Who will they get for him? And then once it happens, do the floodgates open after that? And will they ruin Scott Merkin's dinner here some night at the winter meetings? Yeah, you know, the, the, the best it. one of that, I, we were in Las Vegas, uh, whenever that was, 07, yeah. 08. And we were eating at a very nice restaurant in Venetian. And just as we put our order in, too late to cancel it, News broke that there might be a Homer Bailey for Jermaine Dye trade, and it never happened. But we're and this was like before you could easily. Yeah. I probably had like a flip phone at that point, yeah, and, you right. know, trying to figure it out. But yeah, that happens. That happens every now and then. Merck, when's this uh, White Sox Cubs trade going to go down? Because uh, Rick Hahn said they're open to dealing with all 29 clubs, and that that seems to include the Cubs. You, you know, I, I I think that became a little more <laughs> of a story than it probably needed to be because I think if. The Cubs called Rick Hahn and said, Chris Sale was the focus of that, and you know, said, we want Chris Sale, and we're going to give you Baez and Schwarber. I think Rick Hahn would pack Chris Sale up and drive him to the north side Well, that's how I saw that statement. I read it as, call me Theo, let's right. talk. Right now. I, yeah. I, th- I think you know, if, there's some, if there's a need, I, th- I think in all crosstown, Tampa, Florida, New York, New York, L.A., Anaheim, you'd probably play, pay a little bit more of a premium if you're going to do deals across town. I think the last trade they made was David Arzma for Neil Kotz. So not exactly a huge trip. Both guys, you know, had nice little careers. But I think if you're going to make a major one, there's probably going to be a little more, a little more tax. On more meat on the bone, yeah. Yeah, sure. meat on the bone if you're going to make that move. All right. Well, Scott Merkin could be busy here this week in Washington, D.C. want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Chicago White Sox edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.